Welcome to the 28th episode of Apolitik. We're engaged in a progressive discussion of politics for people who hate politics. And we're doing it in five to 10 minutes or thereabouts. We try to keep it short and to the point. We encourage people and we empower them. We're attempting to promote a transformation of our society to the benefit of everyone in the society. The goal of a politic is to encourage voter registration and voter participation in a process of reducing the conflict and division in our society. What we're hoping to do is encourage you to get informed about the issues. And so we're going to look forward to various progressive principles. And as we look at the principles, we want to also look at issues, policies, and programs. Some that are proposed or being passed even by Congress and being signed into law by the president. Some issues are being considered at the local and state levels. And we're wanting to look at those issues and policies to examine these things in the light of real stories and real people, all in relation to our progressive principles. We're going to join Steve again today for the conclusion of our discussion of progressive principle number 16, increases tolerance for an awareness of spirituality of others and interest in experiencing higher consciousness. This is a very deep subject, and we look forward to the beginning of the exploration today. So thank you for joining us. Welcome to episode 28 of Apolitik. And today we're going to discuss our 16th principle, which basically is progressive thinking increases tolerance toward and awareness of the spirituality of others. And progressive thinking increases interest in higher consciousness. And really what we mean there is a greater sense of interest in finding the truth, finding out what's really going on, Um, going beneath the surface to understand the nature of things. And in that process, we might just discover some things that we weren't anticipating. Like we might have been an atheist and we discover God, Or we may have been an evangelical Christian and we discover there is no God. Now, I personally don't believe that. I believe there is a God. I think he is a person. I think he created us and loves us. But I'm willing to admit that I might be wrong. And I recognize a need within me to accept others' views that I need to get 
um, comfortable with the fact that I may not be right and other people might be more right than me. And so I just want to pay attention. I want to keep looking at all the information I can get my hands on and understand better the nature of reality and therefore hopefully love others more than I've been loving them. And that includes honoring them, not being offended, and truly having a sense of connection and attachment to other people and having this higher level of consciousness. So what do you think about that, Steve? Well, Bill, um, you know, as some of our discussions have harkened back to the founding of uh, the United States, um, though the founders were flawed, human beings, um, the vision that they put on parchment included the idea that there was going to be in our society freedom of religion, but also freedom from religion, and they're not mutually exclusive. It basically gives the individual citizen the right uh, to believe in whatever they feel gives them the sustenance in their being that there is a, a greater motion to, to uh, nature. And um, <clears throat> getting a little too um, out there, it's, it's very difficult to look at um, the universe as we understand it, or this universe as we understand it, because a lot has come to our awareness just in the last hundred years. And <clears throat> what we have discovered is, is, <clears throat> is so humbling that I think it, it should uh, allow every human being the opportunity to, to um, work towards an understanding that allows them to comprehend uh, this, this wondrous um, experience that we call uh, the universe. And, and the fact that the universe, at least as far as we understand it, uh, contains life and consciousness, um, we really have the wherewithal to, if we are humble enough, to continue to um, understand even in greater detail uh, what this energy uh, that is the fundamental nature of our cosmos, what it is and how it, how it uh, moves. And uh, it is a wondrous uh, age in which to live. And uh, um, all I can say is uh, uh, thank goodness that we have a Hubble telescope because we have seen things that no human being could possibly have even imagined uh, 50 years ago. So it's, it's, it's a very uh, humbling uh, experience. and. Uh, uh, I would think that it, it, out of that humility should come, uh, hopefully, wisdom. Yes, I hope so. And to that end, I was reading an article that I will refer to and I'll cite in the show notes that says that the human brain is postulated to run at one exaflops or one billion billion floating point operations per second. 
And so oh that's as of nine. That's as as of twenty twenty. The fastest supercomputers, as of twenty nineteen, are about an order of magnitude less than this. And it says clearly these are incredible computational requirements. Not even assuming how specifically uh, to how we encode information to be processed error checking the computation of that information, the amount of energy and cooling it would require, and assuming that there aren't other computations within neurons that aren't also part of this, uh, this uh, function. And so basically, again, there are many ways, as Shakespeare said through the poet Hamlet through the character, that there are many things that are not dreamt of in our philosophies, and that's still true today, that uh, some people are very, very secure and very sure of what they feel they know, and then others are very unsure. But I think the bottom line is, again, that progressivism says that we need to feel a sense of respect for other people. We need to have a sense of um, um, respect for the views of other people, that we shouldn't take the approach that we're right and other, everyone else is wrong, and that we need to um, be open to learning new things. And so again, we're trying to increase tolerance toward that awareness um, of the spirituality of other people. And so like, I, as you said, it's freedom of religion, it's freedom from religion, and it's freedom, hopefully, to a greater level of relationship. So, what, uh, what other thoughts do you have as we close out this segment in the next couple of minutes? Well, um, to kind of follow up on my previous uh, two cents, um, perhaps one of the greatest photographs in human civilization uh, is uh, the Hubble deep field image. And hopefully that might be um, one of the show notes. Um, Edwin Hubble... Uh, who's the, the, the great astronomer from the 1920s, early 20th century, that, uh, 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 to which the, the, the telescope is named, his groundbreaking uh, discovery was that everybody at that point, at his time, thought the entire universe was just our Milky Way galaxy. And he discovered that there were other galaxies farther and farther away. Well, the, the telescope um, that's orbiting the Earth, one of the missions was to open up the lens and take the longest exposure that the, that the telescope could ever possibly take. And so they said, look, let's point it into a section of the sky where we do not see a single point of light, just point it right into the, the blackness of, of uh, space. And they left the aperture open, I think, uh, for a couple days. I forget what the maximum length was. 
And when people looked at that photograph, it was literally from corner to corner dotted with these points of light, just billions of them. And each one of them was a galaxy. Yes. And if you would point that telescope in any direction, in any uh, position, it would take the same photograph. And it it, it is perhaps one of the most humbling images of um, of, of human s- civilization. And and to just look at that and wonder who else is out there, maybe looking back at us or have look, has yeah. looked back at us. Yes. And so I think that, that if people look at that image and, and if they've never seen it for the first time and say every point of light in this picture is a galaxy, yeah. it's, uh, it's truly, um, truly uh, humbling. Well, I will include that picture in the show notes and people can link to it if they haven't seen it. And that is a great image to end on, that we have much to learn that there are many things that we do understand, but we have so much to learn. So again, I thank you, Steve, for joining me today in this brief survey of the progressive principles, which I think are going to lead us to a very interesting future. Although, as you said, we'll have to wait until this coming Tuesday when the national election is. So we're coming to you today on October 30th of 2020, and we're looking forward to November 3rd. So if you haven't voted, make a plan, vote, and we'll see you next time. for joining us for episode 28 of A Politics. Next, we're going to begin to explain how the 16 progressive principles will relate and will help us to evaluate the many issues that will be needed to be adopted in our society to truly bring progress into the 21st century. We want all people to be able to benefit from the improvements that we're expecting for this coming century. We look forward to you joining us for the next group of podcasts. The election of November 2020 is coming soon. So we will look forward to you being involved and welcoming you to episode 30. Have a great rest of your day.